What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode five of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me is my best friend and co-host, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how you doing? Man, it only took 40 minutes of technical errors to get to this point. Who knew that that talking to each other over the internet would be so unbelievably complicated? And you're an engineer. Well, I'm not that kind of engineer. Oh, well, you know what? I think you need to go back to school and get a new degree. You know, that that might be more useful for us here, Um but I don't know how like feasible that would really be in life. Also, I don't know if you've ever been to an engineering class, but they're super boring, and I don't want to have to do it again. Yeah, I've not been to one, and I don't want to go to one, so I'm good. I'm good. I'll leave that to you. Uh, yeah, I'll pass. Um, but anyway, we are excited to be here and excited to be recording again back with you guys for episode five. We have quite a bit to talk about today. We're going to hop into some news and notes. We're going to talk about the, uh, we'll call it the big game that happened this past Sunday. I don't know if anybody was aware, but the Super Bowl took place. Um, can and we then we'll say get, that? Um, we can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of the four people who listen to this are going to complain. So we should be good. Ooh, dog on us. Yep, poor us. Uh, That's all right. One day, one day, maybe we'll have 10 whole people to listen. Um, we'll finish off. <laughs> yeah, I know. No <laughs> uh, we'll finish off talking about the AFC East, going through some early predictions for what we see from that division, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Wait, NFC East, right? NFC, NFC East. East. I don't know what I said. NFC, AFC East was last week, and we don't want to go back. Oh, my NFC. gosh. No, we don't. all right well let's go ahead let's hop into the newsroom it looks like we only have one topic that we are going to talk about today um because i couldn't think of anything else that really happened this week but it's kind of a big one at least for us so it it's starting to seem like a carson wentz trade is very near we hearing a lot of reports out of philadelphia and out of chicago that that there, there are talks happening. And from what we can tell, the Colts and the Bears are kind of the leading teams and, and are the ones that are most likely to end up with Wentz on their team for next year. Yeah, man, this is huge news for both of us. It's it's We're, we're going back and forth on this, you and I, you know. Um, and it sounds like your team is driving up the cost that my team will end up paying most likely, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> oh, that you know, I think it's funny because I know how Chris Ballard would would approach this, and he would just kind of set his price, um, let them know, and be like, "Hey, if you want to give us Wentz for this deal, then we'll make it happen. And if not, um, see you later." You know, man. I just, I know you watch it. I don't know if anyone else out there watches it. Cutthroat Kitchen. This is what reminds me of Cutthroat Kitchen. Because <laughs> yes. It's it's the Colts, in my opinion, are that guy that says, I don't really need this sabotage, but uh I'm gonna drive up the price a little bit. I hope someone overpays for it. And my and the Bears are that sucker that's like, ah, oh, they must want it. Ah, uh, we must give them four draft picks, four first rounds. Give them everything. Just give them, give them the city. 
That's the best, the best comparison I think I've heard for this. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's so true, too. It's so true. Uh, honestly, as a Bears fan, my first, my first thought was, oh, God. You know, that whole Michael Scott, oh, God, no, 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 that, that whole moment. And <laughs> I just, I, I'm like, you know what? Just keep Mitchell Trubisky and pay him way less. Yeah, and you're no gonna kidding. pay Carson. Like you're like, gonna you're gonna trade draft picks for a more expensive Mitchell Trubisky when you could just have cheap Mitch Trubisky and all your draft draft picks. It, it, yeah, there was a tweet the other day that summed it up perfectly, and it said, "Trading for Carson Wentz while Deshaun Watson is kind of on the board is equivalent to trading up for Mitchell Trubisky while Deshaun Watson is on the board." And it couldn't be any more true. It's I just I don't get it. How, <laughs> oh, however, man. that being said, I've come to terms with it, and I think I'm okay with it if it happens. See, I, I'm on the same page. If the Colts end up with Carson Wentz, that's fine as long as we don't overpay for him. And I'm talking like. I don't want to give up a first round pick unless I'm unless we're getting Carson Wentz and then some. I, I, the right. most I'd be comfortable giving up is a second round pick. Even that feels a little iffy to me, but but I think I could I could live with it. Yeah, and and as a Bears fan, it's so funny how we both have like kind of different but the same like views on this whole thing. It's like I don't want to give up more than I don't really want to give up a first round draft pick, but if we do. Maybe it's okay because it sounds like they want offensive players. And the rumor mill was going around this past weekend. If you guys, anyone was looking, was it was going to be Tariq Cohen, a first round, and Nick Foles. I'm okay with getting rid of Nick Foles. Uh, whatever, I have no issue with that. It'll it'll clear up some cap space, I think. I'll be okay with a first rounder, maybe. And then I'm just curious who that other offensive weapon will be because Tariq Cohen came out and tweeted that he's not going anywhere. And I highly Ooh, doubt he I would come out and see that. Yeah, he like a few hours after that rumor came out, he said, just got off the phone with the coaches and the boss man, and I ain't going anywhere and like put up the peace sign or whatever. Interesting. So I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think he would say that if he like legit knew he was staying. So unless they flat out lied to him, I have no idea how these meetings go. Um, so who would the other offensive weapon be? Like, you think they would trade an Allen Robinson a first round? Well, I can't. I don't think they could, right? Because he's he's not under contract. Oh, he's a free agent. He is a free agent. You're right. Yeah. You're so right. I'm just, I'm getting scared of him leaving. And, well, that brings <laughs> up another question: Would he stay if, if Carson Wentz comes? Uh, no. I'm I'm pretty confident that that to him would look even worse than than Mitch. Oh, man, I'm not. There's no uh, look, way this coming out. I'm really sorry, but I think unless your team trades for Deshaun Watson, I think Allen Robinson is gone. Yeah, I think you're right. I, but then, it, okay, we bring Carson Wentz, and we need, in my opinion, we need to draft, draft or or trade for or pick up some wide receiver free agent. Like something needs to happen. Like I have yep. the utmost faith in Darnell Mooney and. Um, and whims and all that, but we still need someone else, regardless. Yeah, if we're bringing absolutely because you don't you don't make a big move for a quarterback and then put no one around him. <laughs> yeah, and and as as of right now, you guys wouldn't really have a wide receiver one on that team. Um, 
So you'd have to bring somebody in. And and I think the Bears would be looking to sign one of those veterans unless they're they're planning to just take someone in the first round, but I don't know like like are you comfortable with your your number one wide receiver being a, a draft pick, you know what I mean, like a rookie coming in and right. They're not going to come in and be able to like command that offense and and or not command the offense, but you know like demand the targets that are necessary to to kind of be that right. person and you don't know if you can rely on them the way you would rely on somebody like an Allen Robinson or, or like a Kenny Galladay. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this all shakes out. And and it's it's pretty early. It seems like, but it, it does seem like next week we will have an answer for where Carson Wentz is going to land. So next week we'll definitely dive in. Assuming he gets traded, we'll dive into kind of what that means for each of the teams, um, both of the Eagles and wherever he ends up landing um so Wentz and uh Wentz and Jalen Rager for first rounder Nick Foles uh, <laughs> and one other player yeah that's not gonna happen hey you never know man maybe the Eagles are desperate yeah maybe maybe they we're are we're gonna get Deshaun Jackson we all know that yeah most likely <laughs> uh, I wish I could be more positive for you but I just can't I just can't figure it out so Anyway, Chicago is the most unhealthy sports team relationship you can have ever because you love and hate it all at the same time, all the same amount. Yeah. Yep. It's it's, it's tough. Uh, I hate it. So much. But it's, I love it's it. a rough life that you live. But, you know, we'll, we'll get through this and we'll, we'll make it out of this together. How's that sound? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Um, we kind of mentioned this at the top of the show, but there was a significant game that happened within the NFL this past Sunday. Yes, that's right. The Super Bowl happened. Super Bowl 55 took place in Tampa Bay, and coincidentally, Tampa Bay brought home the Lombardi Trophy for the second time in franchise history and for the seventh time in Tom Brady's career what it was your initial reaction to that football game? Well, first off, they didn't even bring it home. It was already home because they were the first ever team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Classic Tom who, Brady. Classic Brady, man. This is so unfair. It, it, you said it best the other day. What a 2020 thing to do. What a 2020 thing to do for Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl in his home yep. stadium. That is absolutely uh, correct. You know, we thought we were seeing the dynasty here of Mahomes and the Chiefs, the beginning yep. of it. You mm-hmm. know, this was mm-hmm. going to be the, big, the second coming of the Tom Brady esque dynasty, but for the Chiefs this time. And all we got was the Buccaneers versus Patrick Mahomes. Oh, man. It was, and it was not a great matchup for poor Patty. Yeah, dude, the kid put his heart out there, though. He really like, did. There is a great shot. I don't know if you've seen it, and I'll post it to the Instagram or something later, of him literally horizontal in the air throwing the ball. And I'm like, yep. like it's insane. Mm-hmm. I feel it, so it really bad. is. You know, they didn't go in 100% healthy on their O-line, and gosh, did it show. Oh, my gosh. It absolutely it was like showed. Was, it was like if he didn't start in, start in shotgun, he was gonna. He was going down like 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 that because yeah. he needed that head start. 
that those dropbacks because they were coming and they put up a heck of a fight. Dude, dude, the chiefs didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I saw something that it's the first time in Patrick Mahomes football playing career, including NFL college and high school that the team that he was a part of did not score a touchdown. So that's pretty wild. Is this his welcome to the NFL moment? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't uh, know what else would be. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> he was just absolutely ravaged in that in the pocket. It was absolutely insane. He was pressured on almost all of his dropbacks. It was like a crazy percentage, one of the highest that we've ever seen in like any game. I think it was the highest in any game this season, like at all. And and remember. You guys remember Carson Wentz running around for his life? That's what Patrick Mahomes looked like out there. I remember like making that mental comparison, <laughs> like, like, oh, this this was the thing I, I made fun of Carson Wentz for. But with at least with Mahomes, you feel like he, hey, he, he had a chance, and and he still made some miraculous throws. Um, you know, run around in the pocket for like four minutes, and then finally throws the ball, you know, upside down in the middle of a backflip, and it hits the receiver in the face, and they drop it. It was, and it, not throwing it away, like throwing it to the receiver and getting it <laughs> yep. there. Like, I don't. I think that's being overlooked. Yeah. Like what a absolutely what a player, what a talent, dude. Yeah, just the competitiveness that that showed, and, and kind of the drive. I think is one of those things that, like, man, I really do like Patrick Mahomes, and he's someone that I can root for if we end up living in this Chiefs dynasty. I think I'll be okay because he he's a great player to watch and, and he really like you like you said at the beginning he put his heart out there he never stopped playing he's running around the pocket because he doesn't want to give up he wants to make the play he wants to have a chance and he knows like i can throw this ball out of bounds but like we're down 20 points and we got to score so he's doing whatever he can to try to try to win the game and I, and I love watching that from him yeah and it makes you wonder because we knew going in that he was having um, issues with his his toe he was having turf toe and they yep. had already announced, I think, before the game that he was going to get it surgically repaired um, come the offseason. Yep. So I, I'm curious, had he been 100% healthy and that wouldn't have been an issue, I, if he would have been able to even get out of some of those situations a little bit easier right. than he did. Right, like maybe he would have been able to a little more smoothly kind of escape the pocket and yeah. maybe make a couple more plays. But I, I mean, even then, like he just had no time at all. The, the Buccaneers' pass rush was just demolishing the the Chiefs offensive line and those two backup tackles really just had no chance against the Buccaneers edge rushers they they got eaten for breakfast lunch and dinner oh man it was it was a sight to be seen and honestly like I thought it was a good game like it sucked not seeing them score it sucked not seeing them like really be in it but it was still a good game I don't know if that was like I don't know why, I guess. I enjoyed it still. I don't know about you. But I think had it been anyone else other than Tom Brady on the other end of that ball, I probably would have been like, oh, this game's kind of boring or this game's kind of bleh. But, you know, I'll be honest. I know I've been rooting for Tom Brady over the past – or rooting against Tom Brady the past few weeks. And I even rooted for the Packers to beat him, right, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. But honestly, like, I'm not mad at the outcome. I, I, there's something about about it that was almost like I don't know. It it, it felt nice. 
right? Like, and and especially like seeing him connect with Gronk. I don't know what it was. Like something about it felt right, and it actually was kind of good. Granted, I might have placed a small wager and won some money on that touchdown. <laughs> but regardless, it was still a really nice scene. That. Oh man, I love it. That's um, hilarious. Um, no, I don't know if you had if you heard or if you were even still watching at this point, but you know, Romo and Nance made a really really good point during the game towards the end of the game that you know. Mahomes is going to get here in the future. He's going to have so many more Super Bowls, most likely. But the thing is, now that Tom Brady beat him, is I think in order for Mahomes to be better or the GOAT over Brady, is he has to win eight Super Bowls. Yep. Because even if he wins seven and ties Brady, Brady has the tiebreaker over him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did hear that they had said that and and really it makes sense. Like when you look back at what Tom has put together and, and what he's done over his career, it's like, okay, if somebody else wants to kind of take that mantle, they now have to have at least the same amount of success. But that tiebreaker means that Patrick Mahomes has to have more success. And I think the other thing that we can't count out is like, what if Tom just runs it back? You know what I mean? Like if he's playing in the Super Bowl again next year, would you be that surprised? Oh, I can't say I am. I, he said it on national TV. You know, Nance is like, you know, will we see it back here? And he goes, oh, you know it. You you already know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I don't, I can't discount him. I can't say liar. I can't say you're wrong. Like yep. I genuinely will not be surprised. They have the team. They clearly have the team. They didn't get off to the hottest start, but there was no offseason. It was a whole new team, a right. new coach, a new quarterback. You know, I think it was Mike Evans said he's willing to take a pay cut next year <laughs> to free up some cap space to keep these players. The mm-hmm. team believes it. Yep. It, it's and the Patriots situation them. all over again. Like, players are like, oh, hey, wait a minute. I'm on the team with Tom Brady. We can go win Super Bowls. I'm willing to take a pay cut. I'm willing to play for cheaper or or for these like cheap yeah. one-year deals. You know what I mean? I think they've got a fair amount of free agents that, that are going to be kind of coming up this year. Like I know Chris Godwin, it, his contract is ending. I think Shaquille Barrett, I'm pretty sure his contract is is going to end this year. But, like I can see these players taking little one-year, two-year deals just to have another chance at, at another ring. Like, and, and really, why wouldn't you, right? Unless if you're in it for, for purely the money, and that's fine, right? Like, you're making a lot of right. money. It's your job. You're allowed to want to do your job to get paid. But I think most of these guys, they are there because they are competitive and they want to win and they want to be great. And I think right now the way that you know these Tampa Bay players can can do that is to stick around with Tom Brady. Like he has a proven formula for success, right? And you made a good point where they were off to a slow start this year. They really did. They they started slow. Um, they had a they had some trouble kind of clicking on all cylinders, but then they got it together and and they went and won a Super Bowl. And it's like, okay, well now they're going to come back next year. They've already got a season under their belt. This team has so much talent. Like, I don't want to play them. <laughs> no, I I don't either. And we and we are My, the Bears are playing them next yeah, year of course. again. Um, we beat the Super Bowl champs, by the way. Anyone keeping score and um. I just, I would take a pay cut. Excuse me. I would take a pay cut, right? 
I'll play yep. for five hundred thousand dollars if I can win a Super Bowl <laughs> with Tom Brady. Right, exactly. Because you get the bragging rights, you get the glory. I got to imagine that Super Bowl bonus is pretty nice. And I assume so. You get to go to, you get to, go to Disney World after. Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a good chunk of, of the cost there, right? For you. Which, by the way, I want to point out, I'm pretty sure, like, you guys are going to get to know us right on this podcast as it goes on. I am engaged, and me and my fiance have been to Disney World quite a few times. Like, just kind of our thing. We got engaged there. It's just, it's been our thing. I'm pretty sure that Gronk and Brady have been to Disney World together more than me and my fiance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know this trip is their fourth trip, so uh, and uh, that's yeah. I think that is more. I think <laughs> I think we have three, maybe. Yep, oh, there you man. go. It's gonna that's be us funny. versus Gronk and Brady. Yes, I'm all there about this. I hope they don't, I hope they don't go next year. Luck. Uh, yeah, I know. I right? We should we should plan a trip to Disney World at the same time that whoever wins the Super Bowl would be there. You just have to, honestly, it's easy. I mean, whatever day that is next year, um, it's the day after. <laughs> nice. All right, let's, well, let's try I to do that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the day after this year because they like are an hour away. Oh, yeah, or, I guess you can kind of go whenever you want. Huh? Yeah, like just I'm going for the day. Probably just, be nice, they probably just sent everybody tickets on, on a, in an email. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, just kind of swing by when you feel like it. Dude, I can't imagine how awesome it would be to go to Walt Disney World with Gronk. That's gotta be hype, <laughs> oh dude. God. Can you imagine me, Mickey Mouse, and Goofy with Gronk? I bet he's so excited every time. <laughs> I, I I just can't help but think if you're like a tight end in the NFL right now and you like work really hard, you know, and you've been putting in all this effort, and then you watch Gronk just like like you know hobble into the Super Bowl. And then just like put up seventy yards and two touchdowns just because he was there. Like you've got to be like, who is this guy? Right? Like a little bit. You got to be man, a little bit. This man has hosted WrestleMania, won the WWE twenty four seven title, come out of retirement, won a Super Bowl, and gone to Walt Disney World all within the year. I'm so <laughs> done. <laughs> He's living my life, oh. and I don't like it. He was also on Mass Singer this year, in case you were. Oh uh, come on! Oh, was that him? I stopped watching before they revealed it. Was he yes, the tiger? It, it was. He was the tiger. Ah, oh, so obvious. This is so stupid. <laughs> oh, this that is guy, how I want my guy. life to go. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Gronk in twenty twenty. All right, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Tyler Carden striving to be Robert Gronkowski. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's wrap up our Super Bowl talk and let's move into the fantasy relevant portion of the show. 25 minutes in. We are going to go ahead. We are going to roll through the NFC East, not the AFC East. And I realized I said AFC because my notes say AFC. So that's my bad. <laughs> so, <I do>. uh, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk through each of these teams and we're going to kind of discuss... Um, fantasy relevance of players, you know, what we think to look out for, um, things that happen this season that we think are indicative of what is going to take place next year. Look look at some targets. So let's go ahead. We're going to kick things off with the Philadelphia Eagles. And we kind of talked about them a little bit, you know, talking about the Carson Wentz potential trade. Um, and, and that was kind of my first question to you was, 
do you think it'll be Jalen or do you think it'll be Carson? But it seems like it's definitely going to be Jalen. Um, it's definitely going to be Jalen Hurts, without a doubt. I can't, at, at least at this point, I can't imagine Carson Wentz coming back. So yeah. just with everything going on in the news, I, I will be shocked if all this is heavily rumors and nothing comes of it. So I I, I can't imagine a, a world where Carson Wentz is coming back next season. So that leaves Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts is the guy. Um, In terms of fantasy, I really think that Hurts is going to be a good pickup, you know, in in the in next year's draft. Yeah, absolutely. I, because, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I absolutely agree. I think he is a great target. Yeah, he he won me my championship and won in my league last year. At the end of the year, he got real good, and I think you'll be able to get him for a steal. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. I think he'll be a late pickup. When it comes to the QB situation, um, you'll have Rodgers, you know, Hurts, or excuse me, Hurts, uh, Herbert, Rodgers and Herbert and all of them go before him. So I, I think he's going to be a steal in the draft. So you believe it's going to be Jalen Hurts as well? Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be Jalen. Um, it seems like they're really going to move on from Carson. Carson doesn't want to be there. I don't think they really want Carson to be there all that much. So I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts as the week one starter. Whether or not he makes it through the whole year, it's kind of to be seen still. Um, look out for this team as as a potential um, kind of dark horse for, for a team to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, they're picking at spot six. And so if they have any doubt at all in Jalen Hurts, I, I almost wonder, like, don't you kind of have to take a quarterback there then? If you're that high in the draft this season, yes, I believe you do have to take a quarterback. Um even, yeah. You know what? Even if you really do believe in Hurts, do you not take a quarterback? I kind of think you do because, one, there, I think there's going to be some real good options still available. Yeah. So you kind of have – you can pick be. and choose. And if nothing else, you have good leverage over someone that might need a quarterback. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I do think the Eagles could very well take – quarterback in the first round and, and so that's something to keep an eye on that would definitely decrease Jalen Hurts' value value in my eyes but man I, I do think he'll be the starter at least for the first half of the season so I'm not going to worry too much about like potentially being benched because you know if, if he's in, if he ends up being bad then like you're not going to be starting him anyway so if he gets benched it's not going to really matter for you um, but I think I think Jalen's going to be a good target for kind of the that later round quarterback I think he'll be drafted kind of between QB 10, QB 15 range. Um, so it's somebody that you can get at, at the back end of your draft, most likely, unless unless he starts to get really hyped up. You can kind of pick him up late, and he has some really great potential. Um, let's see, weeks 14 through 17 this year. These were his half PPR points um, each of those weeks. He scored 19, 37, 20 and then 17 in week 17, but he was benched in week 17 um, just to make Giants fans mad. I don't know, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, wow. So he, he had some pretty solid finishes there, you know, kind of sat at 20 points as a minimum, and that's just from that rushing, you know, floor that he has. And that that's what makes him intriguing because he, he runs the ball well. They're going to have him run the ball. 
and, and it's just a great place to start off with your QB one. Yeah, I have great faith in Jalen Hurts. I would be happy um, to have him as a starter on my on my fantasy because these yeah. numbers, if they're indicative at all of how he's going to play, I mean, this guy's going to have a low floor, high ceiling, and that's what you want in any player, right? So, yep. You know, I you know, looking at the teams he played. You know, I got New Orleans, the Cardinals, Dallas, and the football team, right? So, maybe not the best of the best, but I mean. New Orleans had a de- decent defense last year. Yeah. Yep. You know, the other thing. Arizona's okay. wasn't bad either. No. And in Dallas, I think, kind of got better towards the end. So they did. They picked it up a little bit. They did. And you know, he put up 20 points against them. Even Washington with Chase Young. I thought they played really well, too. Oh, yeah. And he put up mm-hmm. 17 points and got pulled. Yep. I, I got to imagine. I think this kid might have a bright future. I think it's just a matter of whether they put a team around him and if the team believes in him to to give him the opportunities. Yeah, it, it's going to be super interesting because if they are saying, "Hey, we're going to kind of put our money, you know, on Jalen," that they're going to draft a wide receiver. I think at pick six, which would be great for his fantasy outlook. But if they're questioning at all whether or not they're going to keep him, then they're probably going to draft his replacement, and so. That 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 first pick they have could be either super helpful or super not helpful. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens for Jalen. But let's go ahead. Let's move into some of the other skill positions for the Eagles. Let's talk about running backs. Um, they've got Miles Sanders there. Miles Sanders finished as the running back 23 this past year. He only played 12 games. He was averaging 13 points per game when he was playing. Um, what's your kind of outlook for Miles Sanders next year? I, I, I'm loving it. You know, he, he played 20, like you said, he only played 12 games, 164 attempts in those games, put up 867 yards. You know, I, I like him. Six TDs on the season, yep. you know, mm-hmm. well, he averaged 13 points um, in a half PPR league a game. Not, I mean, that's, that's solid numbers. That's okay. I'm happy starting that in any given week. Yeah. You know, and you got, Boston Scott was really the only other running back you looked at last season. And it yep. was really only because Miles Sanders was injured. So I think mm-hmm. if you're going to look at running backs purely on the Eagles, Miles Sanders, in my opinion, is really your only guy you need to look at. And the only time, in my opinion, yep. I don't know how you feel, Boston Scott, the only time he needs to be brought up is if Miles Sanders is out for the year or he gets hurt or something like that. Yep, definitely. Um He's just he's just not going to do anything for you when Miles Sanders is in the game. He was okay when Miles Sanders was out, um, but if Sanders is in, I don't I don't think you're interested in Scott as at all. I have Miles Sanders right now as kind of a high end RB two, which I think is where I'll kind of end up drafting him. Do you think so? Here's here's one thing I'm kind of curious about mm. with Jalen Hurts kind of being that starting quarterback for them. He he's got you know he runs the ball. He's probably not going to dump it off super often, but it might make the offense a little more dynamic. Um, yeah. Do you see Jalen Hurts being their quarterback as a positive or a negative for Miles Sanders? Uh, it's like you read my mind. Um, actually <laughs> uh, I actually really like it because you're going to, one, you're going to really open up the run game. Because if you have a yeah. quarterback that can scramble and can run and can get 20 yards, but can also pass like that's it's so dynamic. It's you got, you know, I got a Kyler Murray kind of thing going on. And if you can just get your running game really going, unlike Arizona, 
then I think you're you're gonna it's gonna be a very Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram thing from a few years ago, in my opinion. Which yeah, I I, put, I can definitely see that. Yeah, which puts even more emphasis on just avoid Boston Scott, unless it's absolutely <laughs> yes. Because even right, if Michael right. goes down, yeah, Boston Scott will be there, but then he's you still got Hurts that's probably carrying the ball as an yep. RB two almost. So yeah. just I like Miles Sanders outlook for next year especially if jalen hurts is the starting quarterback so uh, i'm taking him probably a second yeah, like you said. i agree yep yep i I'm, I'm excited about him i think he's super talented um somebody that i, I will be kind of trying to pick up because i think he could go end up going kind of late just because he didn't he didn't have like the most exciting year this year i think he was kind of oh, just like yeah. felt like a boring option um, so that that'll be interesting, and and I think he always has potential to kind of break off a long run, which is which is something good to have in one of your win in your running back core, because that those kind of things can just win you games. Yeah, exactly. So I I I think you might be able to get him for a decent price. Like you said, he didn't make a huge splash last year, didn't break the thousand mark, but he also missed a lot of games. So that might even turn yep. people off next year too, if that's just the only thing that they're yeah. remembering. Right. It definitely could. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Um, now, this is kind of an interesting position, I think, because you have Jalen Rager there that they drafted in the first round last year. Um, but then after that, it's kind of a, bun- a bunch of question marks as far as the wide receiver position. I think it's possible that they pick someone up early in the draft or or even in free agency. Like, if, if they're planning to start Hurts, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay or, or like even like a Marvin Jones, somebody like that that can be a veteran presence on that receiver core that Jalen can kind of start to lean on and rely on and, and even learn from, right? So it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do. Um, but let's talk about Jalen Rager. What, what do you kind of see as his upside for next year? You know, he'll only be in his second year. I like it. I was real high on him going into last season. I drafted him in my dynasty. Yeah, league. I was as well. Um, at least in one of my dynasty leagues, I drafted him. I had a lot of high high points on him, you know. But looking at his statistics, I don't know. I you know, Wentz didn't have a good year, so I'm sure that played a huge factor in his total overall yep. stats. But right. you know, he he missed five games. He one touchdown all year. What did he end up getting? I think 31 receptions. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I'm just based going off that, it's really hard for me to like want to take him on onto my team. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, I can look at the stats and say it's all Wentz. Wentz is gone. They have Jalen or not Jalen or Jalen Hurts. Cool. That's not enough. Th- that doesn't convince me enough to take him. You know, if I'm looking at the Eagles and who I should take, I'm turning my attention toward Greg Ward or Travis Fulgham and just kind of avoiding Jalen Rager until proven otherwise. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think those like other options that they have are, are intriguing, right? Because we saw some of them produce like Travis Fulgham was super productive at the beginning of the year. Greg Ward had some really good weeks. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting going forward to see if either of them really continue to be um, a relevant part of that offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who out of this list of receivers on this Philadelphia team, who kind of catches your eye, if anybody? 
Uh, nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody really. Um, I, I'm interested in their tight ends. I, I'm just not interested in this receiver core. Like maybe Jalen Rager. I think he showed a few things last year, but I, I just don't know. Like as far as passing the ball, like. Jalen Hurts didn't really show us a ton. He wasn't very he wasn't really more accurate than Carson Wentz was. Um same frequency of like turnover worthy plays and and so it's just like I don't know how much of an upgrade he is to the to the passing attack there. Um so that that kind of makes me worried that these wide receivers just aren't going to be very good. That's a that's a fair assessment. Um I mean I've I've been big on Travis Fulgham. You know, he kind of broke out last year uh, there midseason. I picked him up. He helped wins me some weeks personally, so maybe I kind of have some bias towards that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, like, he's got decent, you know, his stats last year kind of speak for themselves, you know. Yeah, he played mm-hmm. 13 games. I don't think he was utilized as much as he should have been, but, I mean, 38 receptions for 539 yards, four touchdowns, that's not the worst season, you know. If he was your wide receiver right, yeah. one, double that production that's a great year that's a fantastic year so mm-hmm. if i i could see them kind of i don't want to say make him wide receiver one but you put him as as your second option there like i don't know i think i think he's he might be that dark horse out of this out of this um receiving core in my personal yeah. It, yeah it's definitely possible um i don't really see deshaun jackson or alshon jeffrey really doing anything for them next year i feel like they're they're both going to fall apart before we get too far down this road um so i I wouldn't be really looking at either of them um but jalen rager maybe travis fulgham um kind of the two names to keep an eye on there And, and we'll keep moving on for time's sake so we can get through these eagles um let's talk tight ends really quick Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, are you interested in either of them? I don't see Travis Kelsey on here, so no. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I must have forgotten him. That's okay. I didn't see him, so I guess we'll just avoid him then. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, big I guess, on I guess so. <laughs> I'm not big on yeah. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles tight ends, um, especially with that QB situation still kind of in the air. Yup. Um, I know that we're kind of basing that off that whole situation, but. You know, if you get a quarterback, if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback going into next season, which is what I'm assuming, you're going to have his feet. You're probably going to have one or two, you know, solid receivers that he's going to be throwing to most of the time. I don't see where the tight ends are going to come into huge play, especially you also right. have Miles Sanders in the backfield. So I just, I'm not yep. really seeing a slot for these tight ends to come into play at all. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think the only way I'm, I'm super interested in either of them is if Zach Ertz gets traded, which seems like that's a possibility. If Ertz gets traded, then I'm, I think I'm interested in Goddard. I think he'll get plenty of volume. He he, he got decent amount of volume um, this year, even with Ertz around. And when, when Ertz was gone, he was actually pretty solid. Um, so I think he he's somebody that you can keep an eye on if Ertz gets traded. But other than that, if they're both there, I just think they're going to kind of be you know, taking targets from away from one another and neither of them are going to be like consistent, reliable options. So exactly. Um, glad, glad we can agree on the tight ends there. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next team. We're going to talk about them. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, America's team. God, that was <laughs> offensive probably to somebody. I apologize. That's okay. 
<laughs> All right, to, Dallas Cowboys. If that helps anybody. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so you're pretty much a, a Southerner, right? Yeah, I stayed there for a week. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, let's go ahead. Uh, let's start quarterback. Um, Mr. Dak Prescott, he was on pace for like 40 million yards before he got uh, injured. Um, he put up some pretty crazy fantasy finishes over those first four weeks. Um, let's go one through four. 17 was this week one. That's obviously not very good. But then he went 39, 29, 38. They were throwing the ball so much. Um, it's because they were so- down so much. <laughs> they really were. It was really bad. Um, <laughs> I do expect the the defense to get a little better next year. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to throw the ball quite as much. Um, but I don't think that Dak has to be on like a historic pace in order to be a, a good fantasy option. I actually have him as my QB four for next year. Um, I'm above Deshaun Watson, but that's mostly because we just don't know where Deshaun's going to be. And and if Deshaun gets a good landing spot, I could. I would probably flip them, but I'm super excited about Dak next year. So excited. He's staying in Dallas. That's just, that's happening. I just want everyone to know that that's listening. Yeah. Uh, I think he just has to, right? Yeah. And I've heard rumors and rumblings that, um, pretty much no matter what happens is if they cannot come to a deal, he's getting the franchise tag thrown on him again. So from what I'm hearing, that's almost a guarantee. Don't expect him to be anywhere else next season. Don't bank on it. Won't, won't. And you know he was on he pace for really good in Colts blue. Stephen, get just out! Saying. Of just leave. I'm just saying he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Um, I can't leave. This is my podcast. I think I think he grew up a Bears fan. I have I have no record of that. I'm just in my head. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay. Let's go on. Dak um, is good. <laughs> yeah, he was on pace for well over 6,000 yards. So had he played the whole season against the Seattle defense the first half of the year, it would have been <laughs> insane. Um, <laughs> he threw for 60,000 yards. 60,000 yards. Records all over the place. So oh my gosh. pick him up. QB4, that's that's where you got him. Um, I like that. I Yeah, I, you might even be able even to get him at a steal. I Honestly, though, I might even take him higher than that, to be honest with you. He's so good. Yeah, I, I can see that. He really is. I, he's so good. And more importantly, maybe not more importantly, but maybe equally as importantly, those wide receivers are really good in Dallas. So good. Oh, my God. Do you want to just talk about them? Since we brought them Let's up? talk about them. Talk about the receivers. All right, so we've got three fantastic receiving options in Dallas. It's not fair. They just have too many. We've got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Whew. That and that and that is the reason why we're excited about Dak, right? Like that is one of the best wide receiver cores in the National Football League. It might be the best, but like Buccaneers obviously have a very good receiver core, so there's probably better, but man, it's close. Yeah, I, I am nothing but excited for this receiving core. Um CD Lamb yeah. was a huge, huge prospect, you know, going into the last season. And you know, he had his off weeks, but I think overall, like, I'm I'm happy to take him again. Especially yep. with Dak coming back, hopefully for a full season. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm over oh the moon about the receiving core as well. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I don't even know who I would take first. Honestly, if I'm in this draft and I and I'm looking at these players, I'm gonna go CD Lamb, I think, first for me. 
Um, he's okay. So yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm excited about him. Yeah. And, and it, their stats probably weren't the prettiest last year, but you got to remember Dak went down. They had Dak yeah, played yeah, all those games. I I don't even I don't even know what we'd be looking at right now. Right. I I think it would be very different. Right now, uh, Amari Cooper finished as the wide receiver 16. CeeDee Lamb finished as wide receiver 20. I don't think they'll do worse than that next year. You know, like I think they can only right. really go up from this because a full season with Dak versus uh, Andy Dalton, I think is going to make a huge difference. Um, right now, I actually have them back to back in my rankings. Um 18 and 19. So I have Cooper at 18 and CeeDee Lamb at 19, which feels low probably. And I'm, I'll probably bump them up a little bit. Um, but man, I think I'm taking Amari Cooper first still, but I would not be surprised if CeeDee Lamb finishes ahead of him. Flip a coin. So you just told me. And yeah. It won't matter. It sounds yeah. like you're going to be a good result either way. Yeah. Um, my my yeah. guess is... I was going to say, my guess is I think I, you can probably get CD Lamb later in the draft. Yeah. Um, but so maybe maybe he's the better target because of that. And it seems like they have pretty similar potential. Um, but but Amari Cooper has just been doing it for longer. And you know, he has a good rapport with Dak. But you never know. Yeah, uh, completely 100% agree. I, and I expect, you know, look out for Michael Gallup to be that dark horse. I know he had a few games. Yeah. That he just blew up last year uh but but definitely be on the lookout for him because you know defenses are going to really be focusing on cd lamb and amari cooper and they'll still mm-hmm. be focusing on Dak or Dak um seek so yeah keep maybe. Out for Gallup. you might be able to get him for a steal towards the the back end of the of your draft yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember people were excited about him going into last year going into 2020 and he got drafted not high, but like as a, you know, usable option. And, and he really didn't do what you wanted him to, but it was mostly because of the quarterback situation, right? Like Dak went down, obviously everything kind of changed after that. Um, but I, I do think Michael Gallup can be a flex option for you that you kind of get picked up later in the draft and you can kind of have a piece of this offense um, for cheap, I think. Yeah, I, I I love like like we said earlier, with Dak coming back, it's gonna be a great core. It was a great core without him. It's only gonna go up from here. So I think you have a pretty safe, viable options kind of with anyone you're looking at out mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. three lines. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um they should all be pretty good options, so just kind of draft them and, and feel good about it. Um, let's talk about the running back position here in Dallas. Um, and I, and I want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. He was, and, and this I feel like is, was surprising when I saw it, but he finished as a running back 11. So he wow. finished as a running, like a running back one. I didn't think that he did because I had him on, on one of my teams for a while and, and I did not feel like I had a running back one in Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, yeah, I did not feel like that at all. I'm, I mean, looking at his stats right now that we got pulled up, what he finished with 979 yards. Like I 
didn't realize that. That's pretty good. Six touchdowns. Right. That's pretty. It's pretty solid. But it's not what you're expecting from Zeke, right? You know, mm-hmm. they just. I don't know what was up with the Dallas Cowboys this season. I, I really don't. Um, right. Every time, I, I don't know. Zeke just disappointed. You expected big numbers and good things from him. Um, once Dak went down, you're like, you know, he's the guy. There it goes. It's there. You know, you're not confident in your quarterback. You got Dalton Schultz. You got Andy Dalton. Dalton Schultz. Jeez. You got Andy Dalton. And uh, <laughs> Dalton's. You got Andy Dalton. We're not confident in him. So Zeke is the guy. And all you got was. What is your problem? That. That's how I felt <laughs> the whole entire time. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> that's how I felt the whole time. It, it got to the point towards the end of the season where you thought to yourself, maybe I should just start Tony Pollard because he's shown some promise. I, I know a lot of people did do that. And Tony yeah. Pollard only finished two touchdowns less than Zeke. Yeah. So I, 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 I do not have a lot of confidence in Zeke going into the next season as I would have previous. I know he's kind of sitting at your running back 11. Uh, I I think he's definitely going to go higher than that. I, I think I think a lot of people are still going to believe him, especially with Dak coming back. But I don't know. I don't have that confidence. I'd rather pull the trigger on someone else personally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm going to keep my eye on him. You know, we'll see how, how offseason goes. I'll take a look at their schedule. But I, don't get me wrong. I will take Zeke at a good price. But yeah. until then, until I see some promise, I'm going to kind of just eye it out. And if I have to make a trade later in the season for something, so be it. Yeah. Uh, he He's super involved. He's going to get a ton of volume. He is Ezekiel Elliott. That makes me like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in him. I have him, like you said, I have him ranked as a running back one, but it's kind of just by default, right? Like he's just not somebody that I'm excited about. Um, granted, he could like, he could, he could be okay again and, and be fantastic if he, if he looks like his older self, but it's hard to bet on that after kind of what we saw this last year. And especially with Tony Pollard kind of creeping in, he was like a little more efficient than Zeke, 4.3 yards per carry versus four yards per carry. Like you said, he still got four touchdowns, even though he had less than half the number of attempts. And Zeke, he, so he only had two touchdowns less than Zeke. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to take Zeke if he's there and it feels like a good value. Other than that, I'm going to kind of shy away and i'll probably be more interested in like some of those higher tier wide receivers over where i think zeke will get drafted um so that's kind of where i'm at with with zeke um let's talk uh tight ends really quick um just so we can keep moving dalton schultz was like alive this past year but but don't forget that blake jarwin went down i think in week one last year um like Yep, week one, like right at the beginning of the game. So he got exactly one target for the entire season. And he was someone that he was a player that some a lot of people were excited about as somebody who who had who had some potential kind of headed into 2020. So keep an eye on him as maybe somebody you can pick up really late as a as a really good tight end option because 
you you want to be a part of this offense. Like you want pieces of you know you want Dak's weapons, receiving weapons, and if you can get Blake Jarwin for cheap, I think he's a great target for your tight end, and he could show up as as like a solid, consistent option, basically for free in your drafts. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I think our show notes are messed up because Travis Kelsey is missing on this one too. Oh, that's that's so weird. I wonder where I put him. Maybe let's keep looking at these other teams and see if we can't find him, and then we can be excited about a tight end. That sounds like a good idea. I I I want to I want to find Kelsey. So where's Kelsey? I just want to find I want to find a relevant tight end. So let's keep looking. looking All right, New York Giants. Um, there's not there's just not a lot going on with this team. Let's be honest. Um, their offense was pretty atrocious last year. Um, pick up Barry Bonds. I mean, oh, what, <laughs> uh, yeah, wrong wrong sport. Let's let's. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, is there is there are there any New York Giants that you're like interested in? Saquon. <laughs> Saquon, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I am interested in Saquon as well. As a fantasy podcast, I, I we'll get in trouble if we don't say Saquon is re- fantasy relevant. He went down, I think, in what the second game last year. Yeah, and so you just didn't get it. He he was drafted it as the first as the first overall pick in some leagues, and he just you know he Michael Thomas did he got injured and and nothing happened. <laughs> so yep. I expect him to be drafted high. I. Draft him high if he's available and you're up, because I, I can't base anything off last season with him. He's a fantastic quarter or running back, and draft him. Um, yeah. Yep, I agree completely. He'll be okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he got injured. I think he's gonna come back, be fine. He gets, you know, one of the highest volume, more, most touches out of any other player in the league. He's going to be good. I have him as my running back six, and I think that's kind of conservative. Um, yeah, but I think that's where, you, where you're where you going to be able to get him, though, as well. Like, You can pick him up probably in the second half of your first round, and I think he's a good target because really like everything that you were drafting him for in 2020 is still true going into 2021. Um, there's just like a little bit of an injury concern, but I'm just not that worried about it. No, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about it either. I mean, if it happens again, definitely be worried about it. But until then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're good. I would take him. Yeah, um, you'll probably get him at a decent price, especially when you had Kamara and Dalvin Cook and and some yep. of the other running backs that we'll even talk about um, coming up in a second on the board. So you might be able to get him for a steal, but if you're up in that first round, pick number four, five, six, take him. You know, to take yeah. him. Yep, I I think. Yeah, don't be afraid of taking Saquon Barkley. Right. Um, well he, he's he's going to be good. He's he'll be fine next year. Um, Daniel Jones, not he's somebody a that he's really fast. <laughs> uh, he just doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Daniel Jones. Yeah, because well, he trips and falls before yeah, he gets to the yeah, end but, zone. Hey, speed, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you could do. A, oh my gosh! <laughs> could you imagine? Um, so nervous you trip over your own feet because that's basically I, <laughs> he looked up at the board and that's yeah. when it happened i think he was like oh my god that's me 
in front of everybody. Oh God, <laughs> don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Don't, don't, don't. Ah, that's what happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. That oh man, I remember seeing that play in real life and just being like, "What in the world just happened?" Oh my god! You're so upset um, that he didn't make it. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> like, dude, it was absolutely 100 percent your own fault. <laughs> hey, I, oh I, I'll never forget. It takes me back. I'll never forget when you and I went to the Bears Colts game the year after they they played the Super Bowl. So it was like a preseason game, and Devin. Uh-huh. Almost ran one back and he tripped on his foot. I'll never forget it. I can, it's the only oh part of that gosh. game I can visually remember. And it was so disappointing. That's hilarious. Oh, oh, man. He was good. I didn't like him. But anyway, um, Daniel Jones, he, he's kind of entering into like a prove it year. Um, he's got to get some things figured out. And, and if he doesn't, I think he won't be the starter the following year, but he's really just not somebody that I'm interested in drafting as a quarterback in the slightest bit in, in fantasy. Are you interested in any of the receiving options, either of the wide receivers, tight end, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard? Not really, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they're going to be, those are going to be names that you see on the waivers that we might bring up, you know, come next yeah. season. But other than that, yeah. Nah, not in particular. No. Yeah, Sterling Shepard might be somebody you can rely on. Like, he he had a pretty decent year. Um, Ten point eight points per game is what he was averaging. Finishes wide receiver forty six. Um, but I think yeah, he only played twelve games, so that that's pretty good in twelve games. He could be you know wide receiver three for you, kind of being that like kind of safe ten point floor. Like you know he's gonna get it. He's not gonna like completely destroy you but he's just not that exciting i think the problem is all of these receiving weapons they kind of stink and it smells a little bit like daniel jones and so you kind of don't want to pick any of them up yeah so don't (laughs) yeah yeah evan ingram i'm just not interested in him i just don't believe in evan ingram after watching him play he's like athletic and he does some really cool things and then he drops the ball and then you're like what was it all for (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah i just i'm not high on a lot of players other than saquon i think and that's about it for me i think uh, me as well. So let's go ahead. Let's move away from the New York football giants. Do they call them that? I don't it's call thing, them right? that. No. Uh, yeah, it is. But you know what else mm. is a thing? The Washington football team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about them. <laughs> um, I feel like they're like Voldemort at that team. You know, the team that shall not be named. That's what I feel like I should call <laughs> them every time. Uh, but a whole lot less scary, right? And a whole lot more relevant for some reason like i feel like i just i, sh- I can't say their name so washington <laughs> and it's not even this it's not yes. it's, it's the district of columbia washington oh my gosh i know right washington dc football team played in virginia is that correct or do they actually play in dc i think they i know they practice in virginia i think their stadium's in DC, though, I'm just okay. I'm not confident. I've only been in this state for like a few months, and I really haven't figured it all out yet. You're just trying to stay away from the bears and snakes and all that, right? 
Uh, I'm trying to find the bears. Stay away from the snakes. I still don't understand this. When you find the bear, let me know how that goes, and we'll see. Kind of, we'll reevaluate your whole priorities thing. We easy when you get find there. bear, wrestle um, bear, tame bear, make pet, ride it to work. Dude, it's that's a pretty, pretty simple. Part. Like, it's not a very complicated. I have a plan. It's been in play for a long time, um, but I just haven't found the bear yet. So I when will, I do, I will let you know how it goes. I one up you. If you get, if you do all of that, ride the bear back to Indiana and let me hitch a ride and call shotgun on the bear. I'll go back with you and I'll move the bear. I'll what is what does shotgun on a bear look like? <laughs> like that's just like sitting behind me, right? <laughs> well, you can't really uh, like sit next to me. <laughs> it depends how big the bear is. Anyway, I, I mean, you're, it's gotta be you big enough ride to ride. Yeah, Why? but only for me. I, I, I said I, so. I'll move to Virginia with you if you let me go back. You act like that is a good thing. It is. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> hey, when? <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, remember we were having we a podcast. There's a whole football team in Washington, D.C. We forgot about. Yeah, we should, we should we probably talk, talk about, about them. them. It's really funny because we make fun of them, but like fantasy wise, like we actually have some players to talk about. So excited for them. I'm double as excited for this team as I am the New York Giants. When it comes I, I'm like triply excited for them as I am the New York Giants. Totally it's actually really it. funny. I cannot wait to steal Antonio Gibson from everybody and him have the same type of year. Cannot yes, wait. I am. I am so excited to pick him up for way cheaper than he should be available. Antonio Gibson finished as the running back twelve this year. Okay, this is a rookie. Do not forget that. Okay, this was his first year in the National Football League. He comes in in fourteen games. He has one hundred and seventy attempts for seven hundred and ninety-five yards, eleven touchdowns, thirty-six receptions, two hundred forty-seven yards. Oh. Whew. He was awesome. He is absolutely fantastic. A very, very, very good player. He's everything you want. He's a receiver. He's a running back. Like yep. mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he's a death eater because he's on the team that shall not be named. He's everything you want. I, I love it. <laughs> he's a I death eater. I love it. <laughs> he when he um I started making a list last year of players to keep an eye on. You know, people to kind of. Keep a lookout for maybe draft next season on a dynasty or on a redraft, whatever. And he was the first name I added on my list. I I am so excited for Antonio Gibson. Um, where do you have him ranked next year, um, draft wise? Yeah. Um <laughs> right now he's my running back 14. Okay. But um looking back at it, I think I would actually bump him up. I have him behind J.K. Dobbins, James James Robinson, and Josh Jacobs. But I think I would bump him ahead of those players to running back 11. Honestly, and and part of it depends on it, 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 it depends too, like what their quarterback situation looks like. Because right now, I don't think we have any idea who the starting quarterback will be for the Washington football team next year because. I don't think it's going to be Alex Smith, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. And then uh, if it's, but if it's not him, I just don't know who else. I'm so I, it's hard to like 
be super excited about him when we don't really know who that's, who it's going to be at, at quarterback. That's the thing with Antonio, though, is he played with multiple quarterbacks last year, and he still put up these numbers. That's true. And, yeah. So I, 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 mean, I have a good feeling about him, and I can only imagine, at least I hope so, at least for Washington's sake, is their QB situation can only get better, right? Nothing against Alex Smith, but it can only get better. You know, I don't know where yeah. they're at in the draft, but they made the playoffs, so I know they're a little bit back there. Maybe I think they're at spot 19. Okay, so kind of that that eh, that black hole area, I feel like. Yep, with I, us. <laughs> maybe, trade, maybe trade up. Yeah, us. Maybe trade up. Yeah. See what you can get. Get a quarterback. Um, yeah. Heck, make a move for Deshaun Watson. I don't know. <laughs> I know they're one of the teams that are kind of in the running. If Deshaun Watson's there, I am excited about like everybody on this team. But we'll, we'll kind of see. Antonio Gibson, pick him up. I think I'm hoping people are kind of low on him. Um, I think there will be some value there for leagues that aren't super plugged in. Um, but I think the the leagues where people kind of know what's going on, I think they're going to value Antonio Gibson correctly. Um but I think you can pick him up when he's there. He's going to be great. I, I believe that. So let's move on to some of the receiving options. Um, let's see. Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver for the Washington football team. He himself is a very good player, right? He played 15 games last year, finishes a wide receiver 21, had 134 targets, 87 catches, 1,118 yards with four touchdowns. Um, I, I value him pretty similarly going into 2021. It's kind of that like back end of my wide receiver twos. Um, but if they get a better quarterback, then I think he's going to shoot up to like, for example, if Deshaun Watson is quarterback for the Washington football team, uh, oh, man, I think Terry McLaurin has to be like a top 10 wide receiver. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I mean Terry McLaurin in my in my opinion, it all depends on who that quarterback is. Yeah, if absolutely. they stick with Alex Smith or don't pick anyone up, I'm yeah, wide receiver twenty one sounds about right, if not a little lower to be honest. However, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, um God, even if you put Carson Wentz there, let's just pretend that's gonna happen. Carson Wentz, yeah, bump him up. I I, I think Terry McLaurin's has a good a good season. A good potential in front of him, I should say, but it's yeah. all quarterback dependent, in my opinion, and that's that. That's all that matters to me. Yep, absolutely. It will be interesting to kind of see what that looks like, but but I think the moral of the story is he's not competing for targets. He is the bona fide wide receiver one there. There's no question. So it's really dependent on quarterback play, and and he's talented. So he's he's like a good wide receiver. He is the number one guy there. So if they have a, a decent, you know, uh, passer of the football on that team, he will be a good fantasy option for you. Um, let's wrap this up with Logan Thomas. Are you interested in Logan Thomas next year? I like Logan Thomas. I think he's a solid pickup. Um. I think yeah, I think he's. I mean, if you're not going to draft Kittle, if you're not going to draft Kelsey, if you're not going to draft Darren mm-hmm. Waller, mm-hmm. I have no problem with Logan Thomas. And I was real high on T.J. Hawkinson, and we talked about him previously. Yeah, eh, 
even with you know uh, Jared Goff coming, especially with Jared Goff coming, I should say, other than Matthew Stafford, uh, <laughs> nothing against Jared Goff. I just Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback, and yep. I, I I think Logan Thomas is a solid choice if you're looking for a tight end, or if you don't want to draft a tight end super high because maybe the, the other guys are already taken, or you just aren't a believer in tight ends per se when it comes to fantasy. Logan Thomas is a good solid option if he's on the board. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. He was super involved this year, 110 targets, um, 72 catches, 670 yards, six touchdowns, finished as the tight end six. Um, and he, and he's still pretty like new to playing tight end. He didn't play tight end in college. He was a quarterback in college. So he's still kind of figuring the position out. And I think he started to get his feet under him a little bit this year. Um, and I, I don't really, unless they like draft somebody that makes me think differently, I suspect he's going to, have a pretty similar role in the offense next year. He'll be involved. It's a tight end friendly system. Um, He'll get his targets and I think he'll, he'll be a decently consistent, fairly good tight end. Yeah. Well, as far as, uh, as far as like those second tier tight ends can be like good, you know? Oh, for sure. And when it comes to fantasy in particular, that's our speciality. Um, (laughs) No other way I can say that word. And I, I would look for a speciality, right? Gotta say it with an Obi-Wan Kenobi voice. And <laughs> the only um look out for that Philly special kind of the options with him too, especially with the, you know, especially with um him having that quarterback background. And I mean we yep. don't know who the quarterback will starting quarterback will be, but I mean keep a lookout for those hidden little fantasy points when it comes to plays. Yeah. No, it, it's true, oh. like when when you get these kind of players that that have played multiple positions, they can uh, you can get some like free points in in places, and, and that's always like a plus, you know. Hey, he could be the next uh, Taysom Hill. Hey, make <laughs> Logan Thomas the starter next year. Let's see how that goes. Hey, there you go. That's an idea. Why not? And then you can, as long as we can still play him as a tight end. Shoot, Travis Kelsey's still not there. Oh, that's weird. That so he must be on next week's episode then. Oh, next week's episode. Yeah, next maybe. Week. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to keep a lookout for him. Yep, I guess we will. Moral of the story, guys, draft Travis Kelsey. It just makes life a little easier. It's nice. Or George Kittle. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably have more George Kittle than I will Travis Kelsey next year. It'll, the likelihood of you getting him is much higher, yes. Yeah. It's going to feel hard to pull the trigger, I think, on Travis Kelsey. Yes. Which, by the way, I do want to, speaking of Travis Kelsey, I do want to uh, give a shout out to your wife for making that awesome t-shirt that you've got on. Hey, uh, woo, 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 woo. I believe that is the, the first, first official first read t-shirt. Is that an official t-shirt? I, oh, I don't know. Of, I think it's one of a kind too. That is, <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> that's gonna be you're gonna frame that one day. Oh, that's a good idea. When we're famous and it's gonna it's it's gonna have stuff. yeah. When Tyler and Steven pretended to be radio slash podcast hosts, and it's it's yes, be able to frame it. It's gonna be so fun. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's gonna. I be love great. it. Um, yeah. So that is, I guess, the NFC East. In a nutshell, uh, there's some good yep. gems in there. I feel like there's some, yeah, there's some New York Giants in there, 
And yeah, there's not Travis Ugh. Kelsey. So we're still looking for him. So to come back next week to find out if we can find him. Um, Coincidentally, I think we might. I don't even, uh, I, my, my mind is blinking. It's like 11 o'clock at night right now. So I have no idea who we're, what we're doing next week off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, come back next week. Find out if we find Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe the podcast wherever you listen to it. Go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. Help us get out Much there. Much appreciated. Help others with their fantasy goals and their fantasy needs. Um, follow us on all our social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yep. all that fun stuff. Because we're pretty active on all those. We got some great Star Wars meme slash football content out there. <laughs> oh, man. I was, I was loving it. Yeah, there was some good stuff there. Did you make those? I did, yes. I loved it. I, I loved it. I really liked the whole uh, high ground <laughs> one. That one was really funny. I know. I was so <laughs> proud of that. I loved it so much. <laughs> old guy uh, finds Twitter. Old <laughs> you. Yeah, okay. So quick story before we go. I had to literally tell Steven to get back on Twitter and start hashtagging things because he forgot, totally forgot what those were. So he's not our <laughs> social media manager, just FYI. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just so out of the loop. It's okay. We will get you there. If nothing else, hopefully this podcast will get you back into 2021. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And hopefully this podcast gets me to be 2020 Gronk because that is now my life goal. So whoop, on whoop. that note, thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week and we will see you later. Yep. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>